Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Can we go to the word? Uh, what an awesome service we had last week. It was a great service. I left you guys here hanging. And I heard that it was difficult to close the service. And I had to apologize to Kabaran because I did not make an appointment with him. I just had to throw him into the deep end and make sure that things run. And, uh, but it's, it was awesome in the presence of the Lord. You know, one thing that touched me is that I was driving with Ketani and uh, who else? Chanduko in the car and, uh, and my kids. And from here, please decrease the monitors. And from here to Pretoria, my boy Otonda, even this morning, he, he, he kept on shouting, I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I was like, God, you know, the guys that I was driving with, they couldn't see, but my tears began to come out. I was like, Lord, if we are preaching the word and the kids can even hear it, and, they, and, 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 and we began to ask the boy and say, wait, wait, come boy, come. You know, this is my boy. It's my last born out of the four kids that I have. And we begin to ask this boy, boy, where did you hear it from that you are a champion? And he said, Daddy said I'm a champion. Daddy said I'm a champion. And I was like, boy, if you can confess this for the rest of your life, nothing will discourage you in this life. You will always, the whole week when we're in the car, I'm a champion, I'm a champion. So he's got this thing that George taught him. But George is influencing my boy. So you, you, you would go, I'm a champion, I'm a champion. And, and, and sometimes he would irritate me. But I was like, boy, continue to confess it because even the devil and the demons are hearing that you are a champion. Oh, shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are a champion. Go and sit down, my boy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you confess this, you need not to feel sorry for yourself. You need not to feel sorry for the challengers. Know that you are a champion. Hallelujah, church. Now, I want to just go to the same scripture this morning. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 13. We can read it in the New King James Version. If you found it, shout Amen. If you see people standing, just stand with them. That's what we do in this church when we have found the verse. It makes us to stand so that we can honor the reading of the word of God. Amen. Let's all stand. First Corinthians chapter number 10. Thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, chapter number 10, verse number um, um, 13. First Corinthians 10. Verse number 13. If you are there, shout amen. amen. I want us to read with a loud voice together as a concert. You can read from your own version. If you can see the screens, let's all read from the screens. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's go. One, two.
Now I want us to personalize it. Where there is the word you, please put me in it. If you want to bring your name in it, you can bring your name in it. Because you must take this word for yourself. Let's go. One, two. that I may be able to to bear it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you can bear it. Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1. Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1. The media guys, can you organize me another screen? Because now I can't see the verse anymore. Can I have my own screen here? So that I can see the verse. Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1. If you are there, shout amen. amen. Can we read together? Let's go. One, two. chapter 8 verse number 37 that's the last scripture of the day Romans chapter 8 I wonder how it will, it will sound if we had first Romans it will sound weird eh? if we had first Romans and first second Romans Romans chapter 8 verse number 37 it's a very short scripture New King James Version if it's, if it's there on the screen shout Amen I'm just trusting your word for it. Can we go together? One, two. No, 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 no. You need to read that first statement with power and oomph. Let's go one more time. Yet, in all these things, <laughs> you are not hearing the Bible. Yet, in all these things I obedience masakon I am a more than a conqueror through him who loved me look at your neighbor and say neighbor (laughs) he loves you enough to make you a conqueror Father, in the name of the Lord, release your glory, release your grace, release your anointing to speak your word this morning. Speak to me this morning, oh Father. Speak to somebody's life this morning. Yes, another word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, a word that will bring mighty God open eyes, a word that will enlighten our understanding, a word that will give us access to the next level. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, a word that will bring a change of direction in our lives. In Jesus' mighty and precious name we pray that, oh God, you anoint my lips of clay. Have your way, Father, for your way is the best way. We bless you and we glorify you. And let the church shout and say, come and give God a praise as you take your sins. No temptation, no temptation has overtaken you Except 
such that is common to men. Amen. We are speaking under the theme, your faith will not fail. And we started this about a few weeks ago, taking it from the book of Luke, chapter number 22, verse number 31 and verse number 32, where Jesus speaks to Peter and says, Simon, Simon, the devil has asked for you, but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Shake your name and say, neighbor, your faith will not fail. Or come and shake your name and say, your faith will not fail. Now, the Bible where we have read, we, I said I would give you about six things. And if the Lord allows me this morning, I, I've already given you three things and I need to finish it up. We spoke point number one from the scripture that you do not pick the test, but the test picks you. Hello? You do not pick the test. But the test picks you because the Bible says, no temptation that has taken you, but such as is common to man, that you do not take the temptation, but the temptation takes you. Shake your neighbor as a neighbor. You don't choose the test, but the test chooses you. There are certain things in our lives that when they come, you don't have a choice, but you are supposed to go through. There are certain things in our lives that you cannot avoid. You can avoid to take my call. You can avoid to meet me on the corridor. You can avoid me coming to your house because you, are, you have charge of your house. But there are certain problems. There are certain things that when they come, there are certain situations that even when you are praying, even when you serve God wholeheartedly, even when you give your tithe, you give your offering, but you cannot choose these things, but you are always chosen for these things because the, I mean, Jesus he said to Simon Simon, Simon, the devil has asked for you you did not ask for the devil but the devil has asked for you, indeed you are in the executive of the ministry of Jesus, you are one of the apostles of the ministry of Jesus. Oh, but Simon, the devil has asked for you. The presence of Jesus does not stop the devil from asking for you. Oh, oh somebody shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, just because Jesus is in your presence, just because you are in the presence of Jesus does not mean that the devil has asked for you. I remember Jesus says, let us cross over. He was speaking to the disciples and the Bible says and Jesus went to the back of the boat and he slept at the back of the boat and the Bible says as they were crossing over suddenly the storms began to rise but Jesus was in the boat and it did not stop there the Bible says and the boat was beginning to be filled with water but Jesus was in the boat but the boat was about to sink but Jesus was in the boat but one thing that puzzles me he was not up but the storms were beating he was not up but the thunders were, were raging he was not up but there was water in the boat but Jesus continued to be sleeping until the disciples began to shout and say master don't you care 
that we perish in your presence. Oh, even when you are crossing over, even when Jesus says, let us cross over, you need to be expectant of storms that rise without making an appointment with you. When I make an appointment, Mr. Madawa, that tomorrow at six o'clock in the evening, I am coming to your house. Hello? I said, I'm coming to your house at six o'clock. What happens is, six, before six o'clock, you will speak to Leafy. That Leafy, prepare, the pastor is coming. Let there be juice, let there be food, whatever you want to prepare. Why? Because an appointment has been made. Because an appointment gives you time for preparation. Oh, oh come on, I need, to, I need to break this thing down for, for somebody this morning. An appointment gives you time that you must prepare yourself. Even if you are not ready for the coming of Christ, because he has made an appointment that I'm coming, he, he has afforded you time to prepare yourself for his second coming. Shake your neighbor as a neighbor. How prepared are you? Now, listen. Come six o'clock. The expectation of the Madawo's house is that there must be a knock at the door. Hear me now. There must be a what? What raises the expectation? It is the presence of the appointment. Oh, somebody is missing this this morning. It is the presence of the appointment that makes the madabos to stop watching TV and be expectant of a knock. Ten past six, there is no knock. Twenty past six, no one is knocking. If Mr. Madawa is like me, who is a little bit, or maybe over the top, impatient, I will open the door and go to the gate and look around. I am looking for the pastor's car, but the pastor is not coming. I will begin to speak to my wife and say, Lift it, the pastor says he's coming at six o'clock. I don't know what's delaying him. And all the things that is making me to be uncomfortable is because he made an appointment with me. Please don't make an appointment with me and you don't come on time. Oh, you missed the appointment because I begin to be uncomfortable. Are you in an accident? What happened to you? Hear me now. I will take it a step further. I know you're a pastor, but you don't keep time. I will call you until you answer my phone. Whether you are stuck in traffic, but you said you will be here at six. And I have already prepared for you. My kids, they sleep at half past seven, but we can't eat until you are here. Lord God, help me. We can't eat until you get here. Why all the fuss? There is an appointment that you made. But let me tell you something. There are certain people called the devil that do not make an appointment. Therefore, they don't afford you time to cook first. 
They don't afford you time to put makeup first. They don't afford you time to get dressed. They don't afford you time to prepare your voice for prayer. But when you wake up, you find the situation upside down and you ask yourself, what have I done, God? What did I do wrong? Child, I am here to tell you, you did nothing wrong. You asked for an appointment was made on your behalf without your knowledge. And that is what happened to Simon. The Bible says, the devil has asked for you. Bobby, come. Look at her. Because I called her, she takes her time. Hear me now. Because I called her and said, Poppy, do what? She takes her time. You can go back and sit. But when I speak to her father, Ubaba Spear, and say, Can I have your daughter? And yeah, this one is a bit somehow. He says, For what? I said, I want to use her. permission I don't need to call her because permission has already been granted you're not hearing me when I called her she moves at her own speed I told this few weeks ago but when I have asked her whether she likes running or not but because I have been given permission I will do Jesus has given permission to the devil to tempt you left right and center therefore you cannot look down upon yourself you cannot commit suicide because things are going wrong child you did not do anything wrong even if she runs away from me I will still come back and take her why I have been given permission and the Lord has given the devil permission to keep on attacking you because God cannot elevate you to another level until you are in the strong shake your name as a neighbor you have been asked for closest. Watch this. Satan has asked for you that he may sift you like wheat. Jesus continues in the book of Luke and says but I have prayed for you. Bro. Jesus are you crazy? How can you grant permission and pray for me? submit to you this morning. Jesus says the request of the enemy establishes a prayer program towards you. You know why? He prays for you. Because it's when he has it's when the devil has asked for you that your focus is not in yourself anymore but your focus is released from yourself and your focus is in God. I'll show you now in the scriptures. Now, Jesus says, the devil has asked for you, but I have prayed for you. And he continues and he says, when you return, hello church, he says, when you return, says the devil has asked for you, that he may sift you 
but I have prayed for you. But please know that my prayer is not to stop the sifting. But my prayer is that the sifting does not become your permanent residence. Because I am not praying for your sifting, but I am praying that you must return. Let's backtrack a little bit. He says, I am praying that your faith must not fail in the sifting. The sifting will still continue. But in the, the bigger the sifting, the bigger the increase of your faith. Oh, I need to say it one more time. The bigger the sifting, the bigger the growth of your faith. Because your faith maturity does not come from pop and place. But your faith maturity comes from your testing. Because James says, it is in the testing where you are approved. But you will never receive approval until you are tested. If you are approved without being tested, that is corruption. If you are approved without being tested, therefore you can't stand the test of time. The fact that you've got four wheels does not mean that you are certified to carry people. Let me say it again. The fact that you've got four wheels does not mean that you are certified to drive people. There is something that you must go. Even though you've got a license, Terry, you are not allowed to drive people, Wena. You can drive you and your family, that's it. But not people. If you want to drive people, you must go a step further. You must get what they call public license. Because public license, you are not only tested on the code 8, but you are tested on how safe are you with the people. Let's jump to 1 Corinthians, our main scripture for the day. It says, no temptation is overtaken, but such as is common to man. Number two, we said, somebody else has already faced what you're going through. There is nothing new on this earth. Everything that you're experiencing is new to you alone. But let me tell you something. If you can just knock next door and say, I don't have sugar, they will say, oh, you are crying over sugar. Till now we don't even have millimil. Actually, last year, this time, we did not have sugar. And this is what we got sugar out of. But the problem with us is that many a times when we are going through stuff, the devil always wants to make us feel like we are the only people in the whole wide world. But the Bible says, no temptation that has overtaken you, except if it's common to men. And uh, everything that Jesus Christ allows to come to you, he needs to make sure that it is common to men. Why does he need to make it common? Do you have a wallet, sir? Somebody has a wallet. I don't have a wallet there. Yeah, bring it. Can I have your books? You see this thing? It's... Hey, Liffy, we must do something better. I don't see Oh, J-R-A. Anyway, this thing, it's so common in such a way that if I tell you, Tebo is even written in this book. All the kids, I see even Liffy's notes on the
hear from this book because it is common. hearing me, you're not hearing me, you're not hearing me. When you, you can't walk in Hebrew, holding this thing like this, and say it's just a wallet. Because when they come for you, they don't come for the wallet. They come for the contents of what you are carrying. Because if it was common to men, you would expose it. Take an offering, please. <laughs> I want to show you something. There's an order in this wallet. Certain things are protected. There's a license. I see an ID. I see a car train thing. I see bank, bank cards in here. When I go to the other side, there is money equivalent to where she is now. So I'm just using an example. So what Christ is doing, before you are attacked by something you don't know, before you are attacked by something that has never been revealed to you, Christ says my job description Expose the enemy called Tentirence. There is another enemy called Capitec. There is another enemy called Hau Train. All these things were hidden from you. All these things you could not see. But Christ says, I have come because you don't have the authority to open the wallet. I've got the authority. That's why when they killed me and they buried me for three days, I went down to the gates of hell and to take the keys so that anything that has to come to you might be revealed to you. That's why he says, upon this rock, I will build my church that the gates of hell shall not prevail. How will not they prevail? Why? Because everything that was hidden from you, all the schemes of the enemy that the devil has been trying to hide from you, the Lord says, I'm beginning to expose everything. Therefore, you have no reason to fear. There's another enemy called Fisherance. He's exposing. Now watch. There are two kinds of people in life. There is his kind of when God is exposing, he laughs. But there is this kind of when God is exposing, they begin to identify with what Gedox is exposed. And he says, ah! If Christ has exposed it, I don't know what they say in other languages. In my language in Vendor, I ruin a snake that has been exposed is no longer a dangerous snake. It might have the vermin inside it, 
but when you walk this way, you know that there is a python here. Actually, when you walk, you walk circumspectly because you know that there might be a feminine, uh, there must be a feminine snake here. You would even carry a stick, and people ask you, Why are you carrying a stick? The reason why, when your prayers are always intervaled, your prayers, you pray in January and you pray in December. So after year, there is nothing happening. It's because nothing has been exposed to you yet. Now, listen. I told you that this book is common. At his house, everybody tears a paper from this book because it's common. And uh, before I go on, let me submit this to you. Can we stop being hypocritical in church? That we become common people. And uh, become a common person. That anyone that wants to read your life can read it and learn something out of it. The problem with church today is that church is full of actors that want to look like the forgot. Yet they don't have it. Our hairstyles show that we've got it. Our cars shows that we are making it. Our dress code shows that all is well. But our spirits and our hearts, they know what people don't know. And if you were an open book, we would not have a lot of casualties in the church. Oh, am I talking to somebody this morning? Can I talk to the ladies in the house? If you were an open book, that sister wouldn't go through the same problem. The problem is that church, we are full with worshippers that are closed. We are full of men that are closed. No one wants to expose themselves. When I preach on the book, people, when we go out, people say, when are you, you talk too much about, it. you're exposing too much. It is in the exposure. You know what, when you expose things, there are two kinds of people, his kind and this kind. There are those that will laugh about your weakness, but there are those that will use your weakness as a stepping stone to another level. And they say, if he is doing well, yet his account is on minus, but his dress code looks like he's, I mean, he's dressed for the future. He, he's got power dressing. The heel says she's, she's major, but let me tell you something. She only has 50 hands in her wallet to go home. She used the other one to come to church. But until she exposes herself, help will never come. And that is why, church, there are two things that are going to happen with your life. And sorry to be insensitive. Two things. Number one, you must leave church and go to another church. But can I submit to you, it is the same person that is going to another church. You have not changed. It's just a matter of time when you arrive there, you will still have the same experience because you are the same person on different outfits. The only thing that you have changed is the outfit and change the location. But you are still, if, if, if you are short-tempered, you will still cast people out of temper and at the end you say, I'm sorry. No, the problem is not God. The problem is who you are. So two things must happen. It's either you must leave church or you must say, no, I want to kill myself. I want to commit suicide. No, 
it's not that your life has come to an end. No, no, no. It's because you are acting like a closed book. You want to act like all is well. But if you were to open it up yourself, and you read, when you read here and you read there, but these things are similar. But why is he smiling? Yet he, he's smiling because no temptation that has overtaken you. But such as is common to man. The fact that you're a pastor does not mean that you don't run out of petrol. I'll give you an example. I came to church on Wednesday. When I arrived at the petrol station, I just realized that I left my wallet in the office. And the car doesn't have petrol. When we left here, the car didn't have petrol. It had nothing. And I have to get to Santon to get the wallet. I could not get to Santon. But if I did not expose myself, this young man, probably his salary goes four times in my salary. But because I exposed myself, therefore I was ready to receive help even from the least. You are not hearing me, church. The problem with you is that when you want to create a fake standard, you don't receive genuine help. I'm going to say it again. When you create a fake identity, we can't help you. We don't know how to help you because today you are red, today you tomorrow you are orange. You are too much of a chameleon than being a human being. Because even Obama, even Bill Clinton, even President Ramaphosa, they also feel hungry. Because they are human. No temptation has overtaken you. I'm going to bring you a brother to this church. Wait, next year, he's coming. Because this brother shared a story for me. He said, but he's vendor. He's, he's, he drives a C63. He said, Pastor, when I, my own mother rejected me, my own mother said, you are, you are a bastard. When I arrived in Pretoria, I used to share, I used to share food with the street people. I used to sleep in the streets. But today he's driving a Maserati. Today he's driving a C63. Today things are happening for him. And he said, no one came. Even today, my mother does not want to see me. Even when I've proven that God is God. This man professes God. When he testified to me, I began to cry. And he said, Pastor, everything that you see, it's all God. And I said to myself, Lord, if he made it in the street, you don't have a choice. We have a doctor in the church, Dr. Taki. When I went to his graduation, he was showing me his results towards doctorship. There was one of the courses, somewhere he got 50%, 40%, somewhere he got 12%, but today he's called a doctor because you do not create a crown out of positives only because the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to them that are called by the God, by, by, by the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. The problem is that you, Christians, we are too spoiled to receive the good from the Lord and never you to take the positive and use them as a stepping stone. How will the Lord lift you up until you receive, until you accept that the enemy must come like a flood? Because it is when the enemy raises the standard that the Lord will use the standard of the enemy to make you to be above the enemy. Sorry, guys. Listen, everything that you're going through is common to, to men. 
Hello? Hello? You're not the first one to be retrenched. You're not the first one to receive we regret letter. Actually, the regret letter is changing your focus from an employment to you being an employer. Because the Lord knows that when you are not qualified to sit behind somebody's screen, you must sit behind your own desk that you own. Look at your neighbor and your neighbor. You are sitting next to an employer in the making. you this. You're close. Number three, we said, God is faithful. That's the scripture. Please keep the scripture, the scripture there. Number three, we said, God is faithful. Hello? Now, watch this. I'm going to give you number four today. From the same scripture. No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. Last week, I gave you an analogy of Mayweather. Please come, my Mayweather. can see even the way he walks is a champ walking Mayweather is a boxing champ where is my Joshua the challenger he's gone can I have another challenger come on the woman stand here stand here stand here stand here stand at the bottom we said last week that no champ brings an invitation to the challenger for a fight it's always the challenger that wants to fight the champ. Hello? But actually, they are not fighting the champ. They are fighting for the belt. Now, I want to bring you the third character to this thing. Come, Baba. I missed you last week. You know, you're always part of my cast. Come here. Please read the verse with me. Verse 13. Let's go. One, two. They said that there's another boxer called Joshua. I don't know him. But yeah, he's not even famous. But he's a challenger. Hello? Now I want to show you something. When the letter of invitation to fight comes, it is not from boxer to boxer. Hello? Come, Baba Sibir. Stand there. Stand no Baba. La Paya. Now, this is Obrasbu, and this is Joshua, the fighter. This is Mayweather, and Brianist. Now, Brianist is the coach. This man can't speak to this one and say, I want to fight you. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Listen. It is him who speaks to his coach. Watch me. And say, I want Mayweather's belt. I, I, I want to be in the same position as Mayweather. And his coach must speak to Mayweather's coach. 
Enda. Now watch the scripture. God is faithful. He will not allow. Come here. What he does before he replies to them, he checks fitness level. He checks readiness for battle. He checks his diet. He checks his mood. He checks his family environment. He checks that this man will not collapse in the ring. He checks with him first. And when he has found the report, he responds. And he says, bring it on. You're not hearing me. Let's break it down. Number four, God will not allow. Because Joshua wants to fight you, but the challenge is not about you. The challenge is that your coach must have faith in you. Your coach must have trust in you. And when he has responded to them, it's because he has checked you, Mayweather, that this war you can conquer, this battle you can win. And when he responds, oh, can I speak to you, church? Simon, when when Jesus agreed to your sifting, he agreed to the challenge because he trusted you that even in the sifting, you are more than a conqueror. Even in the sifting, you're going to make it. Even in the challenge, you will not melt because of the challenge. You will not melt because of the enemy. Because you understand that my coach will not allow me to go to battle that he has not judged. He will not allow me to go to battle that he has not moderated. Joshua, bring it on. All you want. But if my coach said yes, therefore, when I want into the ring. I walk a champion. I walk in as a winner because my coach knows my strength. My coach knows my faith level. My coach knows my maturity. That's why he will not allow anything that is beyond my strength. Everything that he allows to me is in accordance with my strength. The challenge is not made or it's not about the fighter. The challenge is always made and about the coach. The coach has your best interest at heart. He knows that no problem is bigger than your strength. And I submit to you, I wrote this, if it gets to you, which means he allowed it. Let's go on. You guys can ascend. Actually, you stay there. You can ascend. You go down there. You stand here. Who remains in the ring? No, listen to me, church. Who remains in the ring? The fighters remain in the ring. 
that who agreed to the fight? Who has to fight? Mayweather and Joshua. But the man who agreed does not fight. His job is to agree. Hebrews chapter number 12. For we therefore are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Somebody shout and say witnesses. Somebody shout and say witnesses. There are two kinds of witnesses. There are spectators and eyewitnesses. Now, this man here, he's a legendary witness. What he is talking about, he has been there. A few weeks later, a few weeks ago, my team has been experiencing problems. And we fired the coach. And everybody was coming in on Robert Marawa's show. And they were saying, if we have to get a new coach, let's get somebody who understands the football of South Africa. And that person must be a player. Some were saying, bring Sheikh's Mashaba. Hey, bring Dr. Kumalo. They actually, they don't need Dr. Kumalo. They need the experience that Kumalo has. And let me tell you something. When you begin to fight, and Mayweather and Joshua begin to uh, fight, brother. Anyone know about you now? When they begin to fight, guys begin to encourage them. Begin to encourage them. When they begin to fight, look what the coach is doing. The coach is saying, "Come on, come on, you can do it." Give him an uppercut. Because when the coach allowed to the battle, he can see what you cannot see. If you can't be a coach and be a player at the same time, you need to choose who you want to be. And I rather be a I rather be a fighter. Because when I fight, the coach does not take the battle. But what the coach does. when you're watching the boxing ring some of the coaches they look like they can enter but they're not allowed to come in the ring all they can do is to encourage you promote you hey Mampa, Mudidami, you can make it i am here i did not allow the battle to make you to to be a failure i did not allow the battle to for you to be a laughing stock i allow because I know you can make it. You can make it. Listen, even when the boxers have stopped, I hear the coach says, Come on. Come on. Because he says, You can't stop fighting. Because every day of your life, it is a war. Every day of your life is a battle. Why? God will not allow you. Look at your neighbor as a neighbor. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond your strength. When David had to kill Goliath, my time is gone, I'm gonna close now. When David had to kill Goliath, he would not kill Goliath until he kills the bear. He will not kill Goliath until he kills the lion. Because the strength of killing Goliath will come. Do I have students in the house? 
students are we writing exams? Lift up your hands if you're writing exams. Did you just start by exam? They've got something called assignments. There's something called tests. They also have what they call preliminary exam. But it's not the exam. If you quit the assignments, you quit the test. You can't qualify the exam. If you don't sit for the preliminary exam, you, I was talking to somebody, one of my daughters in the church, she called me, she was excited. Pastor, I passed, I passed. And she said, remember that other course that you prayed me for? It was so difficult. I failed it. I failed the exam, but I passed. I'm like, how did you pass? And they say, they took all my marks from the beginning of the year. Then they, they combined with what I got in the exam. I don't know how they do it, but I'm just trying to paraphrase what she said. And then they had to get an average out of it. When they got the average, the average gave me a pass because it is not about the exam only. It's about the journey to the exam. When the dwell, church, Mayweather, you don't start by being a champion. You start by passing test one, test two, test three. I can't come to church. I'm, I have to submit an assignment, but an assignment won't give you a gold star, but an assignment will give me an average to the end because some of the battles at the end, some of them are too hard for me to fight. Some of them are too hard for me to continue. But when you see me continuing, it's because I look behind me. When I look behind me, I see the tests that I pass. I see the assignments that I pass. And I say to myself, if I pass that assignment, if I pass the test, what is this exam? I can pass! Simon, I mean, Samson was born to deliver the Israelites from the Philistines. But Samson's, I mean, Samson's purpose wouldn't have been fulfilled until Samson meets a lion. Hear me now. Because the anointing on Samson, the only time he started seeing it was when a lion came against him and he killed it. What made Samson to kill 1,000 Philistines with a jaw of a donkey was because he said, but I could kill a lion. What is a person that breathes the same air as me? Let me tell you something. There are times where some of your coaches in life, because they are envying who you are, they will stop encouraging you. And uh, some of your people that were applauding you and giving you applause because they can see that you can do certain things that they can't do. They keep quiet. And what do you have? When David was in Ziklag, and when he came back to Ziklag and everything was taken by the, um, the, the Amalekites and the Bible said the same men that were fighting with him, they turned against him. And the Bible said, then David encouraged himself in the Lord. Hello? It's important that you must record the battles you won, even the battles you lost. Let me say it again. Please record the battles you win, even the battles you lose. Because it is when there are times where you must take victory or you must take strength 
from what you conquered in the past. I can't say more than that because I need to close. What? Number four. Is it number four? Number five. Every problem comes with a solution packaged in it. Read the scripture. No temptation that is overtaking you except that such is common to men. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Are you with me? Now, listen. The following, the following statement says, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape. Before the temptation, now watch the Bible. The Bible does not say that he makes a way of escape before the temptation. He does not make a way of escape after the temptation. Hello? But watch the Bible. The Bible says, with the temptation. Can I get a tray? Give me, give me that box. The offering, the offering box. When this man is coming, hold it, hold it. When this man is coming with the temptation, the Lord says, in the gift of temptation, what you see is a temptation. But with the temptation, the Lord says, when I was orchestrating the temptation, I also made a way out of that temptation. That is why when I make the temptation out of 90%, I also make a solution of 90%. Amen. Okay, Pastor, what are you talking about? The problem is that when you are in the temptation, your focus is in the problem, not in the solution. But the fact that you're focusing on the problem does not mean that the solution is not there. The difference is where does your focus lie? No, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. No, the Bible says that. With the temptation, he will always make a way out. Let me submit, let me submit this to you. The way out of the temptation is never the way in into the temptation. of the temptation is never in the same level of the way in to the temptation. The way of escape is always the way of elevation. The way of escape is always the way into the next level. Let me break it down for you. Listen. If he's a doctor, right, and he's broke, and the business is not doing well, hear me now, business is not doing well, and you meet him and say, Dr. Uh, Sphere, how's the business? No, nothing is working. Actually, what he's saying is that people are not getting sick. And come one weekend, the cold front just comes in summer and it begins to be cold and 20,000 people are caught with flu. The only surgery that is open in Christmas is supposed to be a surgery. You meet Spear two weeks down the line. You said, Spear, how is the business doing? He said, the Lord has just answered my prayer. <laughs> how did God answer your prayer? 20,000 people just walked in my surgery. All of them were sick. Yeah. 
house. When the problem of flu came, how did you Hello? The problem of flu was a temptation to you. But to Smear, there was a way of escape in the flu. When he went in, Smear, he was here, he was broke. After the flu, go up. The way of escape makes Smear 20,000 richer. How did the 20,000 come? The 20,000 came when the temptation was brought and Sphere says, I will not close my center because other people are closing. There is money to be made right here. I know. The problem is that how are you viewing your problem? The apostle always says, the problem is not the problem. The problem is on which side of the problem are you choosing to stand? Because every problem has got a darker side and a brighter side. Now, listen. I want you when you walk out of here, please celebrate the presence of problems in your life. Why, Pastor? Because every problem in your life is a presenter of the next level of you. Every problem in your life is the presenter of the new you. Are you hearing me, church? Until you change your view and your perception, your perspective of the problem, because your perspective will always determine your reception, and your reception will always determine how you conserve it. Hello? Now, now, now this man, when this problem came, he chose to say, you know what? After this, if I can work harder, I'm going to be the richest doctor in town. But if he chose to be like Terry, to suffer with the fluas, he would not have made money and be who he is today. Let me tell you something. It is the people that will walk the road that is less walked that will be celebrated as champions. If you want to walk the road that other people walk, you are just a follower. You are not an entrepreneur, you're not a leader. Leaders walk the road less walked. And I want to believe that when God called us and ordained us to be Christians, to be his children, we, he ordained us not to follow the masses, but he ordained us to be God-led. And many a times when God leads you, he does not lead you to majority because with God, majority does not rule. Lastly, with the temptation, he will always make a way of escape. Hello? There is a new, there's a new you that is in waiting. But the problem is that the new you is on the next level. The new you is behind the value of the shadow of death. The new you is behind the sickness. You will never experience God as Jehovah Jireh until you are in leg. You will never experience God as Jehovah Shalom until you lack peace and he brings peace. Then you say he is Shalom. 
let me tell you something. Your worship is dependent on how you have experienced God. Well, you can cry all you want. But God wants you to speak the experience. Who am I to you? And your next level of God, your next level of God is packaged in this problem. Inda, she was George. George was here. When we started church, we had a worship team, things were not going well. Then we said, you know what? We don't want any worship team anymore in the church. We don't want anybody anymore. I will, I will play myself and preach. It is when we trusted God in that level that we started seeing people that, that are able to see. They walk in the church, they say, I want to serve in this church. I want to, and I said, Lord, but Lord, he said, we shall worship. You have ordained us to worship, but there are no people. And the Lord says, it's in your problem. Well, I will access you. I will give you access to the next level. Let's close, guys. Time is gone. Lastly, there's a last statement there on that verse. After the comma, after the escape. Can you read it for me if you can see it? That you may be able to do it. Lastly, that you must know. Very simple words. You can bear it. You, you can bear it. Sometimes you sit and ask yourself, why me? Why, why are these things happening to me? Actually, why is this thing happening now? The Lord said, I must tell you, is because you can bear it. You guys can see it. You can see it, guys. You, you, you can bear it. Where's, where's Otonda? Let him, let him come again. Come, boy. funny but this is what all of us are doing in life come boy come boy we are also we are doing this thing in life we are running away from the next who we are because this thing that the Lord has ordained for you if only you can allow yourself to bend down doesn't need to follow you. This thing is the new you. You just need to bear it and be able to carry it. But the problem with us is that, come on boy, this thing keeps on chasing us and it's starting to wonder, when shall you embrace me? Because the moment you embrace me, people will start to see you differently. Until you embrace me, people will always treat you as a commoner. People will always treat you the same. But you just need to sacrifice one night and go down. You're not hearing me. But some of you are going to hear me when these things start to happen in your life. You can even kill whatever you want to do with it. The Lord judged your strength. To be able to play around in this problem. The Lord just your strength. Some of you, come Amma. Some of you, you've got two of them following you. And because one other people are carrying one, you always think you can't make it. 
you always think, but Lord, this thing is too much. Just because it was too much for your sister does not mean it's too much for you. The fact that you came from the same womb does not mean that you've got the same purpose. This one, I could not carry it. But I take it by the hand and say, you are with me everywhere you can. I know you are too much, but everywhere you, everywhere you go, you're going to walk with me. And people start to say, hey man, we thought he was barren. We thought he can't give birth. No, they are saying you can't give birth because you are running away from your seed. The seed has been following you everywhere you go until you go back and embrace the seed. But Christ says, you can bear it. He says, with the temptation, he will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Consider my case, that you may be able to bear it. Listen, hear me now. These are my last words. I'm here to say to you, some of you, I'm, I'm going to be seeing them for the last time today. Some of you I will see you next year. I want to say to you as a church, please don't beat yourself too much of things that you could not attain in 2018. Please don't, don't be too hard on yourself. Actually, you're not the only one who could not attain it. Don't, don't be too hard on yourself because you could not fulfill certain promises. You are not a promise keeper. I told you last week, you are just a promise taker. You can only do so much. Please, please allow to take certain things in 2018. I know the most famous words is, you can't go through this in 2019. The oldest, but, you know, but there are certain things that are not going anywhere because you must embrace them. And probably the season for you to embrace is not in 2018. The season for you to embrace is waiting for you in 2019. Walk in 2019, even if you don't money, you don't have money, you are still going to make it 2019. There is this analogy, sorry church, there is this analogy that every time we walk into a new year, we always expect things to be different. But the clock is always the same. The time is always the same. The water is always the same. The clothes are always the same. The house you sleep in is always the same. Why should things be different if your surrounding is not different? Even if you take leave, when you come back, you are still going to see the same boss. Pastor, what I say, the change is not about the surrounding. The change is about who you are on the inside. So don't, don't be too hard. I, I, don't believe, I don't believe in New Year resolution. Yeah, no, I'm going to do this. My, my, my prayer, I don't say do it like me. My take is, Lord, whatever you are doing in this season, don't do it without me. I don't have to understand it. I don't, I don't need to comprehend it. Lord, whatever you are doing, let's go. If you say let's turn eastwards, that's where we are going. If you say this service must turn, now let's have a second service. Whether people leave, those that will stay, I will preach to on the second service. That's what you are saying. I taught this on Wednesday, that we need not to be Christians that are self-led, but we need to be Christians that are God-led. The last statement that Christ says, he says, you can bear it. And I'll answer this question and we pray. Why can you bear it? Because no temptation has overtaken you. Nothing is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not allow. That's why you will bear everything.
will bear everything. I want us as we sit here to pray. And I want you to hold your sister, your brother next to you by the hand. As we sit here. Just hold it. Just hold. You don't know what she's going through. You don't know what he's going through. You don't know what is happening in their life. Some of them are here at church and things are not in order at home. And don't judge them because they arrived late. They did not choose it. Things are not in order. But I want you to pray for that person. And this is a prayer that we are praying. Lord, give him the strength to bear it. Lord, give her the strength that she must not give up. In the midst of it all, she must bear it. He must bear it. Don't be fooled by their screamings as we worship. Some of them are screaming for help because they can't take it anymore. Some of them have, the spirit of suicide keeps on visiting them all the time. But I want us to pray, my sister will not fail. She will bear it. My brother will not fail. When I'm here, I will open up my life so that he must learn from me. I will speak words of wisdom into his life. I cannot, I will not keep quiet. She can't fail when I'm here. He must bear it. Let's begin to pray. This is not for yourself. Pray for your sister, for your brother. Just pray for them. That he may bear it. That he may bear it. You look at him come to church. He's going through a lot. It is your prayer that must save him. She's going through a lot. It is your prayer that can rescue. She's going through confusion. Right now as we speak, there are certain decisions that are bigger than her that she can't make in life. But your prayer can save her. That she may bear it. He may bear it. He must bear it. He must bear it. Oh, come and pray, church. Oh, come pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for him. Your prayer can make the whole difference. Your prayer can make the whole difference. That's all he needs. He doesn't need a meeting. He doesn't need counseling. He just needs somebody to know. He just needs to know and have the knowledge that somebody's praying for me. That I may bear it. I may bear it. That in the midst of it all, I will not give up. I will not throw in the towel. I will not let go. I will not give in. But I will bear it. You can make it, my sister. You can fight that battle. You can carry that challenge. It looks like it's too big. But is the devil trying to over-exaggerate it for you? You can bear it. 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 Come on, church. Come on, church. For the next few minutes, for the next few seconds left. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. That he, he, he must bear it. He must bear it. He must bear it because God is faithful. He must bear it because nothing is not common to man. He must bear it because he did not choose it. He has been asked for. Oh, the faithfulness of the Lord must be manifested in his life. You can bear it. You can bear it. You can bear it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of the Lord, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ this afternoon, Father God, release upon the church the grace to bear it. Release upon the church the grace, Almighty God, to make it against all odds. 
I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that, oh God, we know that, oh God, we will not attain the glory until you write our story. And we believe that, oh God, all things are working together for us. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that, oh God, raise champions in the midst of catastrophe. Raise champions in the midst of darkness when everything looks like it's not working it out. But we know that, oh God, you are working it out for us, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that, oh God, somebody will be ushered to their next level. Somebody will be ushered to the new self, oh God. After this problem, after challenge, almighty God, that, oh God, we will not be in the same level. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that as we walk out of this place and we go out and we face the world, we face the world with confidence, knowing that we can bear it. In Jesus' name we pray. I pray for the men and women in this house. No one shall be lost. But even in the midst of of every temptation, we will always know that, oh God, you are making a way for us. May you bring the revelation of the way out in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give God a hand. Up. Come on, shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, there is no reason for